Welcome to the Rainbow Remix Best of Series Summer Pride 2023. Today we're featuring Michelle Clooney from Showtime's Queer as Folk and singer-songwriter Elliot Lee. I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JD. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> Today. First in the mix is singer-songwriter Elliot Lee. Hi there. Hi. Okay. Well, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> really, it's great to have you. We missed you yesterday. It's okay. I know. I'm so sorry. I was out in the middle of the desert. I thought I'd have like a way to stop and at a Starbucks on my way to the next show, but then we ended up being like stuck in the desert. So <laughs> I love the Funny. outfit. Yeah. Look Thank at you. you. <laughs> so I um was crawling all over your website and um I I I you know I was like just stunned. Like, why have we not heard of you? I'm in London, so I guess it makes sense, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you'll make your way over here, but uh, hopefully soon. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great to have you here for, for our listeners and our, and our viewers. This is Elliot Lee and you're a Brooklyn based uh, musician, mm -hmm. a, a singer and songwriter. And mm -hmm. I was, um, I was telling JD that uh, I found your music. It had like this uh, explosion of pop, but these moody, angsty lyrics and mm -hmm. you know, is that is that what you were shooting for were you were you like let me get my 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 angst out in this music because people will connect mm -hmm. for sure yeah like music is just kind of my outlet so for a long time I was really bad at telling people how I felt and like the struggles I was going through but I had a lot of them so that I was just kind of bottling them all up and music was just kind of like the only way for me to get it all out into the world and through that I found out that it helps other people too because then they hear what I'm saying that they're also afraid to say and hearing me say it helps them feel less scared. So yeah, it's definitely like a lot of stuff that I'm just too scared to say without music behind it. <laughs> That's a, I, a really good way of explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. Is a, is a songwriter too. Do you find it, Jay? Awesome. Do you find like you get your emote, your things that you wouldn't normally say out unless Absolutely. you music? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it actually is a great way to express your feelings that otherwise are hard to say. And then you do find other people really relate and they'll come up to you and mm -hmm. say, that's my story or that made such a difference to me. Um, yeah, definitely it's a great outlet, especially if you aren't easily able to express your feelings. That's mm -hmm. definitely a great way to do it if you're an, a music artist and a songwriter. Absolutely. So how did you how did you discover that you that you had a, a, a talent? Like, how did how did you you just sitting in your bedroom with a keyboard or <laughs> recording stuff? Or <laughs> yeah, for me, I guess like I've always kind of been I've been a singer. Like, I love to sing. I was in choir in middle school, so like it was a little passion of mine. Um, but I never could write music. I just was like, that's not. I'm not able to do that. I'm not even gonna try. Like in my head, it was not possible. And then, yeah, like, I guess in college is when I really sat down. I had a ukulele because everyone kind of had them back then. And yeah. it was, like, super easy to learn. <laughs> exactly. Super easy to learn. Simple. So 
it was like my one little instrument. I was in a called dorm, so I had to be kind of quiet. I couldn't have like a rock guitar. So I would just sit there with my uke and just kind of like sing my feelings. And it started, I started like, well, I'm kind of good at this, I guess. Like what I made made me happy. At least I like to listen to it, which is all that mattered mm-hmm. to me back then. Right. So then I just kind of kept doing it and it just resonated with people, which is really cool. I don't know why, but it did. <laughs> That's great. And you find that LGBTQ community is a, uh warm and embracing <laughs> absolutely yeah that's my I think like 90% of my fans are probably LGBTQ for sure <laughs> and what about for you how do you identify I identify as non-binary and queer as the umbrella term I've, I used to like have a lot of specific labels that I was like maybe I'm this maybe I'm this but then I realized that like queer as a as umbrella term for me works really well could kind of just like I'm in this label I'm somewhere in there and that's all that really matters until like Maybe we're dating, then we'll just get into specifics or whatever, but right, I'm under right. the umbrella, you know? Yeah. And did you, how did you feel about like do you, putting out music? Um, that's a, that's a pretty niche, you know, group that you're appealing to. Did you, as mm-hmm. far as like management goes, do you just go up to them and say, look, I'm a queer artist. I just want to get that out of the way up front, you know? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that like, I know, I mean, I haven't really, I never really said that up front, but I think it's like, once you get to know me, it's a little obvious. And like, (laughs) yeah, I think it just, I never really, I guess, tried to appeal to queer people, quote unquote, but like, it's just who I am, who I am. And the people who like get me are just like me. So they end up also being queer and just works out. I think a lot of, I mean, obviously not everyone who gets me is queer, but I just think it ends up being in that world of people who, who understand what it's like to, I guess, like put on a mask and pretend to be someone else because of not being accepted and all that and that's a lot of the themes of what I deal with and loneliness too which I know a lot of queer people feel lonely because that's just like part of being queer especially like in any state or country where it's not accepted you know yeah yeah definitely I I remember um that we used to get uh, some emails from people back you know as early as like 2006 2007 mm-hmm. from these places that to, to be honest with you I never even heard of you know, mm-hmm. you know, before all this was going on in Ukraine, I didn't really even know about Ukraine, but we got an email from a girl who asked us if we could send her some merchandise from the lesbian lounge because That's awesome. she found the podcast and, um, wow. you know, could only yeah. listen to it, you know, when she was alone and or had her earphones in and, you know, all it, right. it was uh, like heartbreaking, but heartwarming at the same time that, you know, you're reaching people um, for the right reasons, but it's sad that that this is, you know, like they're, they're that was their, that was, like she said, this is my own, I, on Wednesdays is the only time I feel myself because I'm listening to you guys and I can relate, you know, so and it was just like, geez, yeah, it's really, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's awful, but it's also very sweet that she even had, was able to find you. Yeah. I know it, 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 it always, that, that kind of stuff always blows my mind. Like someone's out there looking and that's, that's, you know, really why we do what we do because mm-hmm. sometimes I think people do have a hard time and they don't have um, immediately know what resources are out there for them or what, you know, what, anything, what, what's out there for them to connect to. So we like mm-hmm. to spotlight people, especially right now it's pride month, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, to, to kind of share our finds with people and, um, and hopefully, you know, they'll uh, connect or they'll reach out or they'll, you know, whether it's to us or directly, you know, to you. So we should say 
your website is elliotlee.com, right? And it's, it's it, one Yeah, key. and I'm on I'm also on all social media platforms. I'm on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. Basically if you Google Elliot Lee, I think like a list of like social medias come up. Anyone you use, I'm on it. So that's great. That's great. And I always like tell it's one T. Yes, one T. One T. <laughs> yeah, Elliot one T. I know. People do the two cheese. <laughs> How do you uh, get your music out? How is your main way of uh, performing and and sharing your music with the world? Um. So at first I was going through like SoundCloud and stuff because I didn't have like a distributor or anything like that. And I was just like, well, mm -hmm. I just want to put it out in the world, like YouTube and all that. Now yeah. I go through an independent label called Photo Finish and they put it out. They helped me put it out, which is really nice. I don't have to worry about all that stuff. Um. And then, yeah, I do, I perform all the time. Right now I'm on tour actually with Hobo Johnson, kind of going through, I was in Arizona, now I'm in Texas and I have a couple more shows until I'm back home in New York City. So That's yeah, I've been touring a lot, so. Are yeah. you originally from New York, New York City? I've lived here for like six years now, but I just was not born here, no. Oh, cause you don't <laughs> sound like, you don't yeah. sound like you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually, I was born in Washington state and I kind of moved all over the U.S. So I have like a mixture of accents from everywhere <laughs> I've been. Yeah. So did you go to New York for your music as a better I, outlet? Better. Definitely, yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure. Cause I was in, I was in Tampa, Florida for college and that's where I like first started writing music and it's yeah. not really like a scene. There's like kind of an underground music scene there, but not really the kind that I was looking for, you know, they're kind of like this weird, like experimental thing going on that like wasn't yeah. up my alley. <laughs> and <laughs> I just wanted to go somewhere where I had more like ability to get my stuff out there and like Central Park, I would go busk all the time when I first moved there. And yeah, um, yeah my dad was actually also already moving there. And I was like, can I just come like sleep on your couch when you move there? <laughs> and so I just went, I kind of tagged along and yeah. This is not the, uh, Florida is not the place to to do original music to perform. I was just talking about that with a musician today, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't do not, it's not a state where they embrace that. Um, no, people, not really. <laughs> that, you know, New York, Nashville, obviously, Austin, um, mm -hmm. LA, there are certain places where it is more embraced than covers, but not definitely, definitely not Florida. So, yeah. No. <laughs> JD's living, living there right now. Oh, you're, right? Really, you're there right now? Yeah, and I'm doing, I did a show in October that was such a big deal to me because the whole show was originals and my story. Oh, wow. and music. Yeah, and it was a ticketed venue, um, but that's rare. That's That was yeah. a real big deal for me. Now, I'm playing that same venue in a month and mm -hmm. actually two weeks, and, uh, and I'm doing a, a cover show a tribute to the women of the 70s. So, oh, you know, wow. that, that's a no brainer, that kind of a show, because people love mm -hmm. Carly Simon. And I'll, I'll do some of my music in there, but usually it's just, you know, 90% of what you say the show is going to be. But yeah. Right. That's amazing, though. That's that's cool that you got to do original stuff. That is, I, I know it's that can be hard for sure in like, the South in general if you're not in Nashville. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, I think. Yeah. I like for me when I was on your website, like I watched the uh, the videos, you know, as opposed to just going to Spotify and listening to a song, because mm -hmm. so then I get to see your interpretation, you know, yeah. like of your music, and that's that was mm -hmm. pretty fun. Like dirt, dirt is really good. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, dirt, dirt is is pretty cool, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Like, 
Is that what you're like when you're you finish a show and you're and you're the people come up to you and like talk about your YouTube videos or? Yeah, that- people. I mean, actually, for the, so I'm on my third tour ever, which I've done. This is my third now in the last three months. So I've just been kind of on tour, on tour, on tour, opening for people. So so far since I've been an opener, no one's like really heard of me before the shows. So they come up to me and they're like, all they've heard is just my performance opening which is mm-hmm. actually pretty cool for me because then I love performing. It's kind of like where I feel the most comfortable and where I feel like I can really get myself out there. So it's cool to be like showing these people who I am for the first time in like my favorite form, which is on stage. And mm-hmm. then from there, they like go and find me and they'll like, they'll message me on Instagram or whatever and be like, oh my God, you're so cool. I like your music videos and stuff. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's really cool. And is it just you and tracks or do you have a, ba- a band with you? Just me and tracks, yeah. Oh, cool. I just kind of okay. go crazy on stage and jump around and sing. And yeah, it's a really fun one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that sounds freeing. <laughs> it's very freeing. Yeah, I had yeah. I tried to have a band for a while, but actually um, we had like a difference of opinions in like socially. Like they were I started speaking more about like my queerness and gender and they didn't like that. So they they both oh. left my band. And I'm like, well, that's fine. If you don't want to be with me yeah. through that, then <laughs> bye. Yeah. Like, that's my whole thing. That's who I am. So now I'm alone. And I actually, I'm glad I'm alone because it's actually been really freeing. And I got to do kind of whatever I want without having to worry about any, anyone else, you know? Yeah. Plus, yeah, it's that's so like, expensive yeah. to travel with a whole band. That I mean, too, I, it's very expensive. Yeah. It's almost but, impossible to do that nowadays to do to travel with four other people or for even sure. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have this management company, um, you know, they're, they've been so great because I was working, you know, with them, you know, through mm-hmm. emails and everything. And uh, so do you feel like they really like get you? I think, yeah, people I work, luckily the people I've surrounded myself with all really get me and they know who I am. And they're like, they're all on my side, which is really nice. Like, I feel like they all, like, they love how creative I am and stuff. You know, there's no like, tension there which is really nice because I have a lot of like creative energy like I'll be like hey guys I have a really cool idea and it's like I worked with people before who were like okay calm down like whatever <laughs> but they don't they don't do that to me so it's really nice <laughs> yeah I was gonna say like that's great that you know they're not giving you a lot of pushback on stuff that yeah. they would like you to do you know like yeah that's, it's yeah, been that's it's nice. been very freeing yeah I get to do kind of whatever I want which is cool oh that's lucky yeah that's great that's mm-hmm. that's terrific like that yeah. um you know like for some for someone your age to you know you like to be touring that's mm-hmm. just fantastic let alone mm-hmm. touring kind of alone you know like on yeah your own, you know just me me and my best friend who is like my tour manager basically but i've known him since i was high school so it's just me and him he's been driving me around and he's been helping me get great. my money at the end of the day and that's it just us <laughs> oh, wow, that's great are you do you yeah, get nervous awesome. going into like like we were talking about how you know, in, in, a, in a lot of other shows that, you know, it does, it comes up about how different every state is, whether it's a blue state, mm-hmm. a red state, you know, whether it's a hate state, you know, mm-hmm. so do you get like, you're going to Texas, which is, <laughs> you know, big, yep. big time red state. Like, are, do you have any mm-hmm. nerves about that? Or it's just no, because the people that are coming know what they're going to get. I think I, I was definitely nervous before. So I just finished um, Arizona, which was really nice and welcoming. The people there were at least at the show. And now I'm in I'm in Dallas today and tomorrow's my Dallas show, my first Texas show. I guess technically two, two days ago was my first Texas show, but it was El Paso, which I guess they don't really consider themselves Texas, they told me. They consider yeah. themselves Mexico. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like but it was like now. very it was very blue and they're very like welcoming. Now I'm in Dallas, which I guess I looked up as a blue city technically, but it's like so big that oh. anyone can live here, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully it's also welcoming. I think luckily the person I'm touring with that I'm opening for, he has culminated like a pretty like, you know, accepting Reverse. fan base. Reverse. So anyone who's gonna be there is gonna be accepting and cool. But I definitely do get I still get nervous. Like my tour manager has a hat that says like protect trans kids. And I'm like, maybe, maybe don't wear that while we're out in Dallas, just to be yeah. safe. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to like get hurt. <laughs> no, that's but, so yeah. brave. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Like you said, you kind of look up beforehand to, to, to get a feel for what to expect, you know, in each place. For you're sure. Going. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, I've been Googling like trans laws in each city just to make sure I'm not like breaking any, I don't know, like, cause some of them have like crazy loosely written laws, you know, where it's like, well, if you're like kind of breaking the gender wall on stage is technically illegal and I'm like whoa like I'm kind of doing that <laughs> so like yeah. but these ones I'm in so far have been very welcoming and cool, so that's good yeah so. I know I, w- I was just I was reading something a couple of days ago um you know about Harry Styles you know over here <laughs> and, and I was just I was surprised because he seems like so beloved everywhere else and yet here you know technically at home for him he gets, yeah he gets a lot of hate Really? Oh yeah, he gets a lot of hate. I mean, wow. I would say you know, um, you know, not fifty fifty, but you know, mm-hmm. definitely seventy thirty. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, yeah, it's 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 just surprising. Wherever you go, there's there's going to be challenges, but For you know, sure. I think the lesson that we're all kind of coming away with is, you know, um, we get that the hate is really really loud, you know, but mm-hmm. we're going to keep keep on keeping on and doing what we do. And exactly. just, uh, you know, and just and put it out there. You like, you just, it's not going to stop us, you know, like it's yeah. one thing to give you pause, you know, and make you have to think about things that you're, you normally wouldn't have to. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just what we do. We do what we have to do to feel safe, you know, Absolutely. and that's it. And but- I, bet, I bet for the most part, like you're probably not, I think you're probably meeting more love than hate. I'm thinking because yeah. Like when Denise was down here and we were going to play, we were going to the Pride Fest, I was playing it and Denise was visiting and we were there as the Rainbow Remix. They had things, the paper, like, or whatever, the paper, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, things in the media saying yeah. that, uh, that we uh, were, you know, ex- they were expecting protesters, especially because what was going on here in Florida, yeah. politically. But we didn't, it was a great time. Like you don't really mm-hmm. meet, I think like the hate isn't as loud as everybody. Like if you listen to the good stuff, there's mm-hmm. good stuff. But yeah, the hate, yeah I, definitely, I definitely found that. I think the hate is louder online when people can be behind a screen oh, and not be in right. real life. And there's like exactly. a couple awful people in real life, but in general, people tend to be a lot more accepting than, than maybe yeah. you realize. Yeah. And yeah. for sure. And I also think like for me personally, thinking about being on tour like I've always kind of thought of myself as a voice for the voiceless in the way that I speak about things that people maybe don't feel like they can vocalize on on their own and that also extends to queer people obviously and I think it's important for me to perform in places where maybe they don't feel like they have a voice because then they can see me being on stage in these places where like they feel like they are hated and shouldn't be there and then they see me being me and maybe being like them and that helps them maybe mm-hmm. accept themselves a little better so I know as, a, as like a kid living in Texas for a while um I felt like I couldn't be me because I was like I was queer, but no one could know because if they found out, it'd be like the end. Yeah. And yeah. So like, yeah. if, if I had had someone like me, like if I'd gone to a show where someone like me was on stage talking about being queer, I'd be like, 
it's okay to be me. So yeah. that's yeah. why I think it's really important that's for me so to be true. open about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the representation, has it, it's out there, you know, and we got to keep, mm-hmm. keep, keep it out. You got to have drag queens reading story times, you know? Absolutely. Got to have uh, trans kids getting the healthcare that they need, you know, that kind Absolutely. of thing. And yeah, I do think that you're right about um, the media being the way it is. It's just, it spotlights and it gives people a platform to think mm-hmm. that they're being so loud, you know, because- Exactly. You know, that was my point. By putting that word out, they were trying to keep people away, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Oh, as the numbers and people I think are braver behind the keyboard than they are when they go exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, okay. you have to be careful because you do get the people who are so extreme. You never really know, but yeah. I think on the whole, uh, you know, the media does it like Denise said, like they will embellish that so much to. Yeah. The media does it and then hate follows hate, you know, right. and, and they right. think that they've got like, you know, some steam and mm-hmm. you know they don't get that you know we're still gonna do what we're gonna do and you know and the thing of it is is like I, it doesn't it doesn't phase me if someone's like you know um not a hater but they don't really give a shit <laughs> you know yeah. like i would rather them be like that like just do you you know you do you i'll do me right, right. you're not bothering me like who you sleep with doesn't affect my day-to-day life, you know, that kind of right. thing. Like, I'm totally good with that. It's it's, it's the extremists yeah. that really ruin everything, you know, like- Absolutely, always, of course. Yeah, and you know, it because everything is so polarized now, like the division is just so deep that oh, yeah. to me, it's like, it's so, it's like, actually, I used to say it's so political, everything's so political. To me now, it's beyond that. You know, it it's is. beyond that. And then that's what's sad because we, it's, it's just, you know, it, it forces us to live with our, our deepest fears, you know, and push through them on a regular yeah. basis. Whereas they may have been in the back of our minds, you know, yeah. back in like, you know, 2012, 2013, you know, and, right, right. you know, when gay marriage passed, it gave everybody a lot of hope, you know, For sure. and like three years later, we get this dumbass you know, in office that, that ruins everything. But I mean, you um, know, the thing is, is that we got a little complacent and now we're just back at having to be situationally aware, but, uh-huh. you know, we, we just have to push through it and and do the things that we would normally do and keep Absolutely. our lives as normal as possible. And it, it's, um, you know, it's tricky to navigate, but I commend, you know, um, people, you know, people that like you and, 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 and Jay, you know, for going out there and being on stage in front of people and being your authentic selves, you know, and, and just doing what you love. Like you're, you're not going to let them stop you from doing what you love and being who you are. And that's, you know, like, that's just uh, like brave comes to mind, but, you know, I think it's inspiring and, 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 you know, in all, in all sorts of ways, especially your generation, Elliot, because, you know, like you're carrying the torch for us old timers. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, I got and, you. Yeah. And, yeah. That's it's like, we need to know that. We need to know that. For so, sure. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's definitely a good feeling. And, you know, I, and I love that you're, you're, you know, doing that, you know, like you're going to be in Texas. That's just huge. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay, you live, live out loud in, in Florida, 
you know, like uh, these are, these are uh, big yeah. important things. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> like when, when we have yeah. from LA on, it's like I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah. You know. But you know what? I always say like the, our our gay friends in California, in mass, are the loudest. You know, yeah. like we do have that. We have them to thank, you know, yeah, yeah. That's I, awesome. yeah. I'm not taking anything away from our New Yorkers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're kind of quiet. I think we kind of, we, we, are loud. Like, we have like a loud community within the community, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you know, like your pockets, you know, like your mm-hmm. slope pockets and your village. And, exactly. you know, kinda, like, you know, they're, we've they're, got Stonewall though. We've got Stonewall. That's right. Stonewall. <laughs> Historically, at least. <laughs> got, yeah, the lesbian archive museum there up in Park mm-hmm. Slope. Yeah, yep. I, I definitely want to drop in there when when we're there. In Where's September. the one the, the one that you're in? Is that in Hershey, in Pennsylvania? Me? The uh, yeah, or the yeah the no, it's just, no, that's in Park Slope. Oh, that's wow. in Park Slope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Wow. As a matter of fact, like that was that was part of the reason why I wanted to go in um, September to like personally bring them some stuff of ours. Yeah, that's like, so cool. Yeah, they. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're um, they don't do a lot digitally because it's literally a museum and a library, you know. Ah. So you know, giving them, um, you know, a little a drive with our shows, it doesn't mm. doesn't do much, you right, know. Right. Yeah. Physically bringing them like some of our old show notes and our posters and you know things like wow. that, so they have like tangible, touchable items. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely a, a stop in in September and. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it, but you know, I, cool. you know, it's just a little, it's just a little stop. Like other than that, I'm just going to be looking for pizza and bagels the whole time. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, oh. it, it'll be, it'll be fun and uh, mm-hmm. you know, looking forward to it, but um, you, yeah, if you're there in September, we'll have to. <laughs> Absolutely. Make you show us around. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I have to ask about your attire. Do you make yeah. that? And what do you call that that look? Because I see chains, but I see like ears and lace. Are those bunny ears? Are those bunny ears? Yeah. Yeah. Bunny ears, yeah. Awesome. Ears, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of I kind of just bring together stuff from everywhere I go and it looks cool. My manager's stepping in the car right now. You're good. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I just kind of, this hat my friend made for me for touring, so I just wanted a bunny hat really bad, and they were like, I got you. These are my, <laughs> my prescription gla- They're my prescription glasses. So oh, wow. I, I need them to see. <laughs> and the shirt, I think I just found it a random Hot Topic on the way. I just kind of bring together stuff from everywhere I go, and I love, I kind of like mixing the, like, soft, like, kind of pinks Why? and blues yeah. with, like, some chains and, like, kind of a little oh. big grunge, too. It literally yeah, represents your music. It like for sure, right? A little soft, a little edgy, a little poppy, a little moody. I love yeah. it. It's like it it's, all. Yeah, I love. I love kind of representing who I am on what I'm wearing because then it kind of like shows off who I am. Like first impression is like that's me. You get it? Like looking at me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, stuffed animal bunny grunge. Like <laughs> I love that. That's the best description I've ever heard in my life. I'm gonna use bunny that. Grunge. Bunny, bunny grunge. Bunny grunge. Bunny grunge. Bunny grunge. That's it. <laughs> You've named it. I love that. There it is. That's great. Have it. (laughs) Oh, it's fantastic. Well, listen, we're gonna let you carry on now. You got your manager there. Fill her in. Tell her how wonderful (laughs) you are. (laughs) Hi, we were great. 
<laughs> yeah, they were great. Good. <laughs> I was just I was just in there buying comic books, so y'all yeah. y'all do what you need. We've been going to comic book stores on our day off, so that's <laughs> the kind of chill <laughs> representation everybody needs, Straight you know. Up. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's great. Well, listen, kick some ass in in Texas. Yeah. We're gonna let everybody know, Elliot with one T Lee dot mm-hmm. com. Go check yep. out some YouTube stuff. Uh, Dirt's my favorite. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, keep in touch and we hope everything goes great. Absolutely. Thank you both so much for chatting. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Happy times. <laughs> Up next in the mix is Michelle Clooney from Showtime's Queer as Folk. Ah, made it. What a um, super mom you are, because we were saying we follow your. <laughs> it's so hard. Let me tell you, I, it's first of all, I got to take my jacket off. I was going to wear this nice little jacket, but I think I'm having a hot flash. So <laughs> no worries. That's not going to work. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a mom to an eight-year-old boy. He's so cute. He's so sweet. I, I got so lucky. I just, I don't know. The, I did something right in my life because <laughs> I this angel. Like the other day I was crying. Um, because it's just, yeah, I'm still homeschooling. It's been three years. Oh my God. Wow. Ashley and I are both like done. We are done. We'll never homeschool again. We are like, that's it. And I just started crying. I was like, I'm so sorry, sweetie. We're going to get you in school next year. And he's like, mom, don't look at everything you've done wrong. Look at everything you've done right. Wow. He's He's so mature. Oh my God. Wisdom. And he said that to me and immediately I just, I just, it stopped me cold, you know, because yeah. it was so true, first of all. And, yeah. and then I realized too, that's how I speak to him. Yeah. So it, it comes, you know, yeah. kids, others, and they speak to themselves the way you speak to them. Yeah. He's, that's he's true. so like well-rounded. You know, like it seems like he travels so good and he does karate and he's got the great line, you know, these great, great observations. Zingers. (laughs) Zingers. I'm talking like one time he walked through the living room too. And he has this like, I don't know if it's like an inner Betty Davis or (laughs) he walks through the living room. He goes, lies, lies, all lies. Like it must just be like in the DNA to be dramatic, you know, that kind of way. Exactly. The love of drama. I remember when he was about, I think he was two and a half. He was just starting preschool and he was in the den and he was looking for the remote control. And he was running around. He goes, Where's the Margaret Cho? Where's the Margaret Cho? And I thought he was saying Margaret Cho. And, and I thought, Oh, and I thought, God, my my son wants to know where Margaret Cho is. I said, it it just must be natural, you know, that he's born into, you know, he's born into this like knowingness of Margaret Cho. (laughs) I I don't sound silly, but I I figured it out. He was saying remote control, but. (laughs) Oh man, that's funny. Like was being a mom something that was always in the cards? Always. 
Oh, yeah. I had a plan. Oh no, I wanted to have kids by the time I was 30. You know how you, you're a teenager, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm going to have an Oscar by the time I'm 30 and then I'm going to have a kid <laughs> and then I'm blah, 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 blah. Right. Then life happens and some things turn out better than expected. And so, you know, and um, I always, always wanted to have a child. And uh, I just, you know, I think my last real chance in like a more like whatever you want to call it, um, uh, like uh, getting married and having a child situation was with this guy I was living with for five years and I just, I couldn't do it. We were set to get married. I, I pulled the plug. I just, I got cold feet and I realized that I would be miserable. He just really got on me for like everything I did. Meanwhile, I was paying for everything. And I, I, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm, I'm going to die in this. I'm going to die in this relationship. And so After five years, I just said, I can't marry you. I'm sorry. And I thought, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but dying. I was dying. And I think that it's okay to do that. You know, it's, it's okay. I always tell whoever yeah. comes to me, my nieces, younger women, I'm like, look, if you're, it, it's okay if you're going forward and you just take a left. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. You got to go with your gut. You got to yeah. go. I woke up one morning and I had an elephant on my chest and I felt like I was having a panic attack. And I said, you got to go. And that was, that was that. <laughs> you got to go. Was he like, oh, did he, did he like give you a problem? Like you're killing me. I'm, I don't want to leave you. And um, you know, it was not pretty. It was not, I mean, he was pissed. He was pissed. Um, and, you know, as is usually the case, nobody wants to look at what they've done wrong, right? Yeah. I, right. I, I'm not a perfect person, but I do feel like I can be like, God, dang, I, I fucked up or I did that wrong or, yeah. you know, I have to apologize to that person, keep my garden clean. But most often when you're in a breakup, it's like, you know, I'm the victim. It's like, yeah. no. I, that's true. That is so yeah. true. Yeah. My yeah. therapist tells me you have to be okay with knowing the other person is probably not going to, they're probably going to hate you. They're probably, at least for a while, they're probably, you have to be okay with walking away and know and without them liking you anymore. Like you have to be yeah. okay with that. And maybe with them accusing you of being the villain. I was watching something, I, I don't know, it had to, it was probably Anderson Cooper, but um, <laughs> so I, he, I have to listen to him to fall asleep. His voice is just very soothing and muffled and I can barely understand what's happening and I just <laughs> fall asleep. But he had on um Pete Buttigieg's husband, uh Chasson, and they mm-hmm. were talking about the the Florida teacher. And he said, you know, my biggest argument is that I grew up not seeing anything gay. And it didn't make me straight. Yeah. (laughs) Or reading something is not going to make a child gay. (laughs) Because if it worked that way, I would be a straight man. That's all I saw. And I was like, what a simple. Well, I think some people are like, I assimilated lesbian sex for five years on TV and I'm still straight. (laughs) (laughs) You can't like. Well, and well, that's actually, I have had one relationship with a woman. So, so there we go. It was was research. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, that was one of the things I was, I was going to ask you because you said your mom was 90, but 
a couple of years, you know, back because I, I met you in in two thousand four, right? No, two thousand four, two thousand five. You got yeah, you guys were coming. We did issues over the rainbow. Yeah, FM radio. Yeah, well, that was like the first time I met uh, Sharon Glass too, mm-hmm. and then I ended up working for her when I lived when I first moved here in yes. London. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, okay. long weird road. Long weird road. But okay. well, she was doing uh, round heeled woman. I was like a PA, yeah, for a little yeah. bit. And um, and she's just a doll. But and another one who's such a vocal advocate, you know. Yeah. For yeah. a poor, poor woman, everybody thought she was a lesbian from Cagney and Lacey days. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. Yeah, but <laughs> you know that's just it. Is that you know you can you can be on a TV program. You can act. It's what you do. It was my old agency that wanted me to meet with the producers of Beverly Hills Housewives, the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, Lord. And it was like right after Dashiell was born. And I just said, well, it's a lovely thought. And the money was right. But I said, I don't want my son around that. You know, we got enough going on. It's like, I just don't. And I'd be that person that would come on the show and I would just rip everyone anew. Like, I would (laughs) Why don't you go do some activism? Go feed the homeless down at the soup kitchen. I, mean, I don't care about your man here. I mean, I would just be like, yeah. everyone would hate me. Yeah, that's why they asked. <laughs> They're like, you're the perfect person to hate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Even what was happening in, in Hollywood. I mean, like I said, it's two steps, two, two steps forward, one step back. But, you know, I have, you know, like my, my goddaughter. I mean, I, I know people, you know, girls who are 15, 16, 18, and they're making their own short films. You know, that was not anywhere in my mindset when not I was in 18. The realm, in the realm of possibility, right. I mean, I think when I studied with Milton Katsalas, then I realized that I could direct and I started directing, you know, pieces in class and, and then I got queer as folk, but um but now it's like, it's great to see young girls just like, yeah, I'm a director. Yeah, I'm writing. Yeah, I'm creating projects. Yeah, I'm creating. So that's, I mean, there are a lot of cool things going on. You know, yeah. we'll just have to see where this writer strike, how it all shakes down. I got to tell you, I have been watching, I rewatch Queer as Folk very often. I go back to like, tw- I, oh, I watched it for the first, I used to watch it back when it was on. Then I hadn't watched it for years. And I've been watching it again. I started it and I'm, I don't know, I think I'm in season three now. You yeah. look exactly the same. Like how you, you must have great jeans. Like awesome. Yes. It's like except your hair is long now, but yeah, like, perfect skin. You have great yeah, haven't aged at all. I was watching this morning when Mel and Lindsay were redoing the attic and they were watching the lady with the pearls that made everything seem so easy. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great. So yeah, I but that. I had to tell you that I am amazed. You look so good, and I, you know, I appreciate that. I really do because I had my agent. My agent came down on me. Um, I had to drop my agent. They were so mean to me, and 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 talking about well, you're getting wrinkles around your eyes, and yet I've never had anyone speak to me like this ever. It was just. Yeah, no, I I don't mean to like throw this in at the very end, you know, but it was just really kind of shocking to me because I feel like there are a lot of women in their 50s working and um, they all have wrinkles. And and I actually, this is the funny thing is I've always loved my wrinkles. Like I love that I laugh a lot. I cry. I let my emotions. Uh, So I've always like really loved 
my wrinkles, I think they're sexy. I've had men tell me, you know, your wrinkles are what make you sexy. I mean, I think wrinkles on a woman are beautiful. And so when she said that to me, I was just kind of shocked um, that she said that. And she said, you know, you look like you're in your 50s. I'm like, I am in my 50s. <laughs> it was just, it was really shocking. And so we parted ways and it just was really um, kind of mean spirited. I have to be honest with you. And well, it's a she, and she oh, also is in her 50s, and her partner is in her 60s, her, the oh partner in the agency. And no, it was really mean-spirited the way that they went about it. And it was during a time of the year when it was right before pilot season. So I had to scramble to get representation, which I did, yeah. um, fortunately. And the representation I got was better and kinder and lovelier and more uh, esteemed. You know, they were just better. Um, so it all turned out fine. It just, I, I just remember when she said that to me and I just, I got it. I'll be honest with you. I'm a 53 year old woman. And I cried. I cried that night. I felt so diminished. Oh, yeah. and I felt, um, and I, also felt I, I, I just, it was just, it was so shocking that she would yeah. say that a woman who herself is um, yeah. the same age. And I, I didn't, understand i mean she could have said many things she could have said you haven't worked which is true because i was homeschooling during a pandemic child yeah 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 and so i have no problem if you say the facts then i'm fine you're right i haven't worked and i've passed on a lot of things you yeah. know and yeah. i am sorry i should have been hustling and making you more money i mean i could have that conversation easily but to attack the wrinkles on my face it oh. just was a really hurtful thing and it, it's like the first couple auditions afterwards I had to kind of like get that out of my head you know yeah, I, had to yeah, I was gonna say that'll play on your mind oh my god it was horrible I was like yeah. oh, get that out of my head get that you know and I had to like watch a lot of like Helen Mirren and all these actresses I love Meryl Streep and I have to remember Kate that yeah. I, I, Naomi Watts Jennifer Coolidge I mean name a wonderful actress working right now the best actresses right now are all over 50 at the audition that I sent her, which was um, to go to a producer, um, yeah. I was crying. I was playing a mom in my 50s, crying. And and it was like an ugly cry where I was like. But that's the role. That's the job, you know. Right. And I've never been an actress that was about my vanity. I find it so uninteresting. You know, I think yeah. it was right. Steph's Right. Like, you want to sure. fall in love with the art inside yourself, not yeah. yourself in the art. Like, oh, look at me. It's like, yeah. no, what I do, not what is outside of you. Right. And so I feel like that's who I am. Everyone knows that that's who I am. And so um, I was just kind of like, I don't know. It's just so hurtful. I, I don't mean to like throw this in. I just. It's like, weird because I would think that, you know, as an agent, um, you would want to be supportive of your yeah. client. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine saying something so so negative i think i think her yeah i think her partner never liked me from the beginning and i could never figure out why and i probably should never have signed with them i just knew that my main agent there really liked me for many years wow. and we had run. and so i think just her partner never liked me i never liked her to be honest with her she yeah. did things i just felt weren't cool but um so it was just, it, it, anyway, it's just, it's um, an example of how women can be diminished sometimes by other women, you know? Badly yeah. by other women. Badly, yeah. exactly. And, yeah. and 
um, yeah, it's not always the uh, a man. It, oftentimes it is, but also we have to write our stories for each other and, and make sure that we don't right. diminish each other. Right. You know, so yeah, sometimes when it's a fire and it's from another woman, it really it just fucking right. hurts. Yeah, that would be yeah, right. that would stick that would sting. That would sting. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'm glad but, so, you got somebody else though. That's yeah, uh, and they're amazing. They're amazing and uh -huh. really doing some good work. The writer strike happens, so you know, things are like simmering right now, but okay. really wonderful. I landed in a good place. So oh, sometimes, okay. as we say, in the rejection lies the protection, you know. Oh, I like um, that. That's good. Robert Gant gave me that one. He's Ooh, a wild man. Oh, Robert. Bobby Gant. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Gant. So wild. <laughs> oh, he's lovely. He he's we, just, we had uh, Scott. We had Scott on the show um when uh, when adoptables came out. Yeah. And we surprised him by having Sharon, you know, come in towards the oh, end. It was oh, really nice. cute. Yeah, oh, it was nice. it was so good. I love them. Love them all. Yeah, I mean, you guys are so tight knit. They, it, it, you know, he, he had nothing but good stuff to yeah. say about everybody and how close everybody still is. You know, oh yeah, feels Karen like brother did, uh, Station yeah. with Peter Page is uh, yeah. is directing, producing all that. So yeah. it's just like, oh my god, look how it all just yeah. You know, yeah. So Peter cool. directed me in a movie, uh, Leaving Barstow. That was fun to do something else with him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, a cartoon with Taya. Uh, we did voiceovers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Never really got to like, you know, we didn't like, we weren't in the same room ever. Everything was all done, you know, online and over Zoom and all that kind of stuff. But it was cute. Like we, you know, her cartoon character was as gorgeous as her. Like, <laughs> funny. Yeah. I played like a fat Middle Eastern <laughs> manager. It's like, like, like no, she's gorgeous. Yeah. She is, but I'm like, oh my god, the cartoon characters even. Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was fun. It was a fun little project. But yeah. well, hey, I, I, I do have to go. I've got okay. to run an errand before um, we go to Taekwondo. <laughs> oh, go, go, go! Okay, yeah. thank you so much for the. It episode. was so much fun. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's nice to meet you too. And and if I come to London, let's meet up. Definitely. Keep yeah. me posted. Theater. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Bye. Why do you always run back to? Like, never stop chasing your dreams. <laughs> we drank way too much whiskey. Uh -huh. There we go. See? See?